everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ventime with Connie. Ventime with Connie is a podcast that talks about different topics such as love, God, self-worth, career, relationship, and so on. This podcast allows me to share my thoughts and opinion about everyday life events, and I hope my listeners are inspired and can relate with these topics that I talk about. Alright, please don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Ventime with Connie, and you can also like and follow on Spotify, subscribe and rate me on Apple Podcasts, and you can send me your feedback to VentimeWithConnie at Yahoo.com. Thank you for tuning in. All right, let's get to the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ventime with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Yay! And the crowd goes wild. Okay, how you guys doing? I hope you guys are okay and safe because the virus that is going around, the coronavirus, I hope my listeners are staying healthy and safe please guys check your local news to see the to see what you need to do the precaution you need to take so you can make sure you stay healthy and please make sure you wash your hands and use hand sanitizer it's very important okay guys welcome to another episode of think like a man series in this series i'll be bringing in male guests discussing trending topics or topics in general that has to do with what men think in hopes to truly understand why and how men think. Sometimes in this series, we might agree or agree to disagree. Before I introduce our guest today, I'll be giving a shout out to two strong women in this episode. This is something I'll be doing throughout the month of March because the month of March is Women's Month. My first shout out goes to a group of women. I'm talking about the, all the women that are trying to conceive. TTC journey, which also means trying to conceive journey, is one of the painful journey any woman can embark in. Also, a rewarding journey that taught you, you know, that taught you how to be patient and count your blessings. If you are one of the women trying to conceive, just know this. Being a mother is not the only thing God created you to be. In other words, find your purpose. And it's not your fault. And one day, you shall carry your bundle of joy. Amen, sister? Another shout-out goes to my auntie, Juliet Wameme, a.k.a. Oyinatumba, one of Houston. I love you, auntie, and God bless you for all you do. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in our guest. He's a singer, songwriter, evil content creator and he's a very honest and fearless young man i'm talking about ocha tk i must tell you this interview i had with ocha tk was very informative and you will totally enjoy it all right guys without wasting any other time there you go the interview i had with ocha tk enjoy hello ocha tk how are you doing today i am fine thank you and i'm glad to be here Oh, thank you for being here. Welcome to Ventime with Connie podcast. So, you know, reading about you, you are jack of all trades. You're a singer, songwriter, a content creator. Oh my gosh. Like, why do you want to do all of this? Like, why are you doing all this? Thing? Don't you sometimes feel like it's too much for you? Actually, no, I don't think it's too much. I think I am not even doing enough because there are a whole lot of things I can do. But, you know, I do mostly what i do now because um, i am doing a whole lot of other things in the background um that are aimed at improving myself like going to school going to work two jobs actually you know one is um at a radio station where we do mostly Igbo stuff and um 
all that. Yeah, so I don't think it's too much. I think it's too little compared to what I can do. Oh, okay. That's good. So, okay. You you also work in the radio. That's awesome. I think that actually helps you with um, the podcasting too because you do a podcast with someone here in D.C., Washington, D.C. <laughs> can you tell us a little little bit about that podcast? Yeah, Ikenga Nation Presents podcast is a podcast that uh, we started to do 100% Igbo content for Igbo people, especially in the diaspora, because it's as if our Igbo brethren over there, you know, the diaspora are losing touch. There are a lot of things we take for granted here that they no more, you know, remember. And these are things they used to take for granted when they were here. And then another reason is that we want our children born over there to also, you know, get a feel of what the Igbo system is like, you know, like we used to use Akukifo to teach kids morals. That's why I do Akukifo, actually. And then we talk about things happening in Igbo land, using Igbo language, so that our people over there who wants to be conversant with you know, what's up in Igbo land where, you know, get a feel and be updated. So Ikenga Nation Presents podcast is just um, a podcast for Igbo people by Igbo people. That's just what I have to say. Okay, no problem. Because I actually have listened to it. I was amazed. I was blown away listening to it. How you able to tell a story fully in Igbo, like not just um, not just a, a, a regular Igbo. This is actually correct Igbo. I think this one is called Igwe, Igbo Nzubo. Igwe Ibo, Ibo, Ibo Izube. I'm sorry, what did you say? Ibo Izube. Got it, got it. That's the correct Ibo. That's the one if you are in if you go if you're in Ibo language class, that's the one that the teacher will want you to write a letter in. So you speak correct mm-hmm. Ibo basically. So I always wonder what cultivates your passion for storytelling in Ibo language? Well, what cultivates my passion for storytelling in Ibo language is very simple. Um I grew up listening to my grandma and my own mom telling me those stories and um, I find out that these things are not taught in school. Akukifo is not taught in school, yes. you know, in Ibo, even in Igbo land, they don't teach us Akukifo. Instead, we use the Bible, you know, we learn about Israelites and stuff. So Akukifo is like our own Bible. Yeah, you know? our own folk so, <laughs> Exactly. So I, uh, it's what drives my passion. I want children to know that that, those things they see in other culture, which they think is a big deal, they have it. It's just that our people think that abandoning these things makes us civilized, you know? Yeah. So we are now like polishing them, bringing them back to their consciousness and making them realize that this thing is just the same thing, you know? So instead of focusing on learning about other people's stuff, why not improve your own so that others can also want to learn from you and see what you have, you know? Actually, when I did the first episode of Akukifo, I talked about Mbe, you know, yes. where Mbe went and stole something after warning his children never to steal. Um, one guy, Obainu Dadimuna, he's very popular. He's a celebrity. He's a doctor in the U.S., but he's, he works with all these Nigerian celebrities, Pino and the rest of them. Like, he played the podcast for his child. And in the background, you hear the child telling him, Daddy, when are we going to listen to another one? He was like, don't worry, when a new episode drops. Oh, and he okay. sent me the clips. I was like... Okay, this That's is good. Awesome. You know, so people people really liked it. So yeah, because he remembered when he was small, he told me, he remembers the story of Totties, you know, the wise and cunning yes. animal and all that. I remember all of yeah. them too. <laughs> yeah. So 
telling the retelling those stories using Igbo language, you know, like is nostalgic for the Igbo that will listen to them, and then they can tell their kids too. Hey, because the goal, let me tell you, my goal, my passion of making Igbo content is just to preserve it for the next generation. Because I believe, Ocha believes that if we can keep these things for our children and evolve Igbo, you know, to like become a kind of fun for children then they will learn how to create using Igbo language and if if our children can learn creating using their language Igbo will be preserved for life but Igbo will fade away if we stop creating using Igbo language over time there'll be no need to speak Igbo because everything you want to do is is other language like the Chinese people I speak Chinese too by the way oh you do wow okay speak something in Chinese for us (laughs) Okay, um, I just told you I can speak Chinese very good. Wow, that's so that's amazing. Um, yeah, so the thing is that my passion is to make sure we preserve Igbo language, like Igbo language and Igbo culture for the next generation with the goal of making it possible for them to create. That's why. I don't just tell Akukifu. Yeah. I do practical stuff using Igbo language, you know, like science videos. I talk about electricity using Igbo language. I talk about water pH testing. And I'm on the verge of doing um, some other things like um, wireless charging technology using Igbo to explain it and practically so that children can see you can use Igbo to do this thing if you want, you know. Yes. So that is it. Thank you. All right, no problem. Well, you also. So a songwriter and a singer. So your music, what what kind of music do you do? Yes, I do Afro pop, but my my producer was like, Ocha, since you are good in Igbo, why not fuse Afro pop and Igbo language? Yes. You know, like everybody's just singing, oh baby, you know, waste, waste, waste. You can dance, you can dance, remove clothes, do this, do that. He was like, fuse this thing with Igbo language. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So mostly if you if you check Ocha TK online. Um, minus these two songs, Men with Benz and Can't uh, Wait to Love or Can't Wait. I think the remaining songs you will see about me are done with Igbo language and Igbo instruments like the Udu, the Ogene, the oh, wow. Ekwe, all those stuff. You know? We fuse them, we use it to create this modern Igbo, let me call it Igbo pop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I do this Igbo genre of music that is very modern, you know, similar to what Flavor yes. does. But the thing with me is that when I'm singing, whenever I'm using Igbo language, I don't mix English. Oh, okay. You, like, you speak your straight Igbo, no right. English. Involved. I make sure, yes, I ensure I use 100%, 100% Igbo. But then my producer sometimes he will complain. So maybe, rarely, a few times, I can just drop. It's, and it's very difficult for me. I have to redo and retake and retake and retake a verse just to make sure I include because, and Igbo flows for me. Whenever I'm doing Igbo, I don't write. I don't need a script. I don't need... I just... <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's like your talent. Well, okay, you're talking about writing songs too. You're a songwriter. So when you're writing a song, what comes first? Is it the melody or the lyrics for you? Well, actually, I don't really bother myself about lyrics. Okay. And the way we walk, the way we walk, right? The way we walk at the studio is that I can just come in and hear something playing. I'll be like, what plans do you have for this beat? He will tell me, well, I was just making it for you. I'll be like, well, let's record something. <laughs> I'll start singing. 
So far as I'm using Igbo language, right, I don't bother myself to like sit down and start writing. I can just write down a few things so that I don't forget keywords, key stuff I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. But every other thing I don't write, I just I look at it. Okay, I want to talk about Igbo land, Enugu, Abia, Imo. We have this, we have this, we have this. That's all. I keep whatever I wrote down, then I start to flow. So that is how I make my songs mostly. But then after singing, when I write is after singing my song, I now listen to it and then I write it down and then give it to my producer in case he wants to upload the lyrics. But before singing the song, I rarely write what I sing. Yeah. That's good. So I know I know some songwriters too that come up with songs. They get their inspiration on the usual place unusual places like the restrooms, the toilet, or even in their dreams. Do you ever do you ever have any unusual or common place that you ever got an inspiration from? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Let us know where are those usually what uh, uh, yeah, I'll tell you. Usually right, whenever I'm taking my bath, okay. I just start singing. I can stay in the bathroom for two hours. Okay. Because I'm singing. Okay. Yeah. Right? And then um, I've gotten a few songs in the dream. Okay. Then, whenever I'm washing my clothes, too. Yes. I'll humming, humming, humming. Then, pew, I'll start singing something. I'll rush, get my phone, record it. And I may never, that, there are lots of stuff I've recorded that I've not even gone to the studio to be like, okay, let me turn this into a full blown song, yes. right? So I just record go to cloud and leave them there, you know? So whenever I'm washing my clothes, I, I get inspired. Whenever I'm in the bathroom taking my bath, I get inspired. And then sometimes too, when I'm on, in the dream, I get inspired. And then when I'm on the road, I can hear someone else's song playing, yes. right? I'll be like, yeah, this guy has a good song, but what if we did it like this? Then I'll start humming a bass line. Then I'll just get something to say. Get a word, two words, three words, five words, a sentence, a lyric, uh, you know, I have a script. I have something I want to sing about. So that's how I get inspired. Okay, that's good. Well, I do get inspired in the shower too, because I sing in the shower, but I'm not I'm not talented like you to release it, to go to the recording um studio to record. So we are totally different in here. I don't think releasing a song is about talent. When a song comes to you, you are definitely talented enough to do that song. That's why that song came. Yes. Because um most of the songs I do, right? I didn't sit down to start thinking, what am I going to sing? Yes. You know, the moment I sit down to think, uh, what am I going to sing? I'll come up with a very stupid song and I'll end up not even doing yes. it. Yes. But when it comes, when it hits me, boom, I just go to the studio and I do a small stuff. My producer will be like, oh my God, this song is good. This is good. This is good. Even if he was like, he didn't want to make any song, he'd be like, All right, let's do this beat. Let's just manage to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know? So if you check me out online, there are stuff I did, one minute songs, two minute songs, one and a half minute songs. Those songs were, um, I didn't do, turn them into full blown songs, but I couldn't just let them go without doing something. So I just, you know, so and my producer was like, yeah, he will call me back. Let's do this thing into a full song. I'll be like, yeah, later, 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 later. Because somehow I'm like, I'm doing so much at one time, you know, so I don't have time to shuttle from Anambra to Enugu, Enugu to Anambra just to make music, except maybe when I'm not going to school. Because I forgot to tell you, I go to school on Saturday, I teach Chinese on Sunday, and I go to work Monday to wow. Friday. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. So, going to the studio now is uh, a kind of a big deal for me. Like, I don't really have the chance. But whenever I have the chance and I get there, like, I, I already have content to, to make. So, yeah. Okay, that's, that's good to know. Well, my listeners out there, 
um Ochatike is actually calling all the way from Anambra State, Nigeria. So we are we are now in the same country as we speak. But I thank you so much. Um, we're gonna get straight straight to the topic of the day. The topic of today is should a man kneel down to propose? This topic came about due to the video that Pet Edoche, you know, did. And Pet Edoche is like a legendary uh -huh. actor in Nollywood. Nollywood is Nigerian movie. So he's well, you know, known and his opinion matters a lot. People look up to him. A lot of people look up to him. So let me play the video before we talk about it, okay? Why are you saying it, sir? We try to copy white Right? I believe in the psychology of our culture, the essence, the core of our culture. The white man needs to propose to a girl. You know what it means? The girl takes over the lady. This is why whenever you disagree with a wife overseas, you are kicked out and your wife takes it out. Don't you people know that? The young man like you, who should ever be in charge of your destiny? You want everything about to women, that makes you all fools. So it's totally wrong for a man to, but it's love. I have lived with my wife for 51 years. Nobody has come to say, please stop beating this woman. Is this hatred that united us? This is an idiot. I believe Nini that is civilization, so just to show. It's all right. Kneel down before your wife. I will sympathize with you when she takes over the Okay, did you hear that? Okay. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> actually funny. Towards the end, was funny. I laughed so hard. But I, I want to know what what, what was what was your take on this video? Okay. Um, I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, but I think okay. it's right. I, for one person, is never going to kneel down to propose to any woman. Okay. So why do you think he's right? Because, like I told you, the reason why I am killing myself doing Igbo contents is so that we will preserve essence the essence of being Igbo. kneeling down to propose to a woman is not Igbo culture so why should i you know yes, I do, do you understand? understand yeah it's definitely that's not an argument exactly. it's definitely not, there, our, there not is, our culture there is a way we do it in our own place and it's not kneeling down to propose to a woman you know like what he said you heard him when Oyibo kneel down to propose to their wife when they when they misbehave they are kicked out of the house and their wives take over yes. the house right but in Igbo land when you want to marry a woman you take something a gift to her parents house not even her you first of all approach the parents and show yourself before you even go to this girl self yes you know because at the end of exactly and if you look at the traditional marriage it happens in the house of the lady the home of the lady is where the traditional marriage which is the Igbo marriage takes place? Yes, I do. Do you understand? What about the white wedding story for the gods that we've also adopted? The Igbo marriage takes place in the home of the girl, yeah. you know, unlike in Kui. So we have a way of doing this thing. Peter Doche is a legendary icon. He's an A-list actor. He has done it all. He has seen it all. Like, you know, so we look up to them. They did not need them to propose to their wives and they are still living together 50 something years later. But look at today. We need them to propose to her. Two weeks down the line, we are asking for divorce. We married on Instagram and divorce on Facebook, you know. So if we want to protect and preserve our culture, which is not bad, like the good aspects of our culture, 
there is no point corrupting it with other people's culture. So I, for one person, agree 101% this is Nigerian slang with what Maze Odogu Peterote said that it is only a buffoon that kneels down. What is the essence of kneeling down to propose to her? If you stand up and do it, wouldn't she agree? <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you understand? Like, if you sit down to propose to her, will she say no? So why are you kneeling down to propose to her? Yeah. <laughs> do you understand? So kneeling down does not, will not make her say yes or no. If she will say yes, she will. Like, instead of kneeling down, prove your worth to her. Period. In the olden days, we proved our worth to a, to a woman before she even marry us. She either marry you because you're a warrior, because you are a successful farmer, because you are a great hunter, because you are a, a respected person based off of what you've achieved for yourself. We did not need to love. Love, love, love is not even all these things we paint to be loved today. Many people think that love is when you are a girl, you say sweet nothings, and you do some really weird stuff that I don't know the purpose for. Love yes. is sacrifice. You know, our ancestors understood that love is sacrifice. Love is, is just like, um, the best way to explain it is when you want to do all these Ponzi scheme, they will tell you, don't put what you cannot let go. So that if it fails, you, you will like, you will let go, you know, you won't blame anybody, you won't cry. Love is the extent to which you are willing to sacrifice something for somebody that might not even give a damn about it. Yeah, you understand? I totally understand. That is love. If we want to use the Bible and Christians, I'm not a Christian, by the way. I'm an evil person. So he said that God so loved the world that he sent his son. You know, he didn't send his son because the world was doing well. The world was actually pissing him off. But he sent his son to come and die. He was willing to sacrifice his son mm -hmm. for people that are pissing him mm -hmm. off. That is love. If you say you love a woman, you should be able to take her excesses. That is love. You know, even when she tells you you're a very stupid man. Still provide for her if you can. That is love. So the evil men understood that being a man, being a husband, being a father meant the ability to provide for your family no matter what. So it is not about kneeling down and doing some weird stuff that are mm -hmm. pointless. You know, I don't need to kneel down to propose okay. to my wife. You know, like just seeing the enough to even ask her, guy, are you not coming to marry me? What is wrong with you? Yeah, okay. You know, I would say you say love is about. Even if she called you stupid man or whatever, you still gonna love her a whole of her, right? But don't you think also love is when your woman will, is that kind of a romantic person and would like it when you proposing to her to go down on one knee? Don't you think the man doing it for that woman is also love? Well, like I said, you see, even if he sits down to do it, it is still love. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's not about kneeling down or not. Okay, no, the kneeling down is none of our business like it's not our culture how many oyibo people take isiago to propose to their wives or give uh, or send um yams and chicken to the family of the wife to declare their intentions so why should we copy their kneeling down when yeah. our own stuff is still serving us do you understand yeah. oyibo people don't oyibo people don't do traditional marriage they just do their normal the wedding we call white wedding is their own wedding so yeah. why should we do our own wedding and their wedding when they don't do ours? So if you want to curtail those things, it starts from the roots, you know, from the proposal to the wedding proper. So if you are kneeling down to propose to her, definitely there's going to be a white wedding. Yes. Because like, 
it has to happen because you you started you started the whole thing with the system of Mwabeke. And tomorrow, when issues come out, it is not the families that will settle it. It will go to court because mm -hmm. the process that the process of Mwabeke and they settle in court. But originally, if if there's problem between a couple in Ibulan, they call the both families, the Omonna, they come, right? Yes. And they'll be like, okay, what happened? What happened? They hear from both sides. They will decide, you know, they will make a decision and they will give proper, suitable judgment. And the person in the wrong way apologize and take corrections. Okay. You know? So, but if we are we are abandoning all those things because we want to kneel down and propose, we want to go and show off and do white wedding, and then now the Rennington is divorced, you know, like we are now going to court to divorce and do that. And this is why they I'm sorry to like um shift a little. This is why the customary law in Nigeria is below the English law that we are using in our courts. How can your own custom be below a copied, you know, culture? So that is the problem. Kneeling down to propose to a woman is not love. It doesn't, it, it doesn't mean you love her. You can kneel down. You can even lie down to propose to her and beat her the same night two people get married. Okay, I have a, another question. You did say about okay. preserving culture and all those things, about maintaining, kneeling that is not our culture. Why are we doing it? Mm -hmm. Well, the same thing as mm -hmm. wearing um, so many clothing that we're wearing, the same thing as recording in the studio, same thing as uh, doing all these things that we are doing, the, driving a car, because mm -hmm. Petro also drive a car. And when you look at the video, he's saying a very mm -hmm. nice home. The furniture is mm -hmm. awesome. The, he is all tied. And he, he drives a nice car. That's also white people's culture that we copy it from. And also our evil culture. There's a time where evil culture, where when you have twins, they kill those twins. They see it as a... Evil culture never killed twins. There is no evidence to prove that we killed twins. None whatsoever. I'm an, I'm an Igbo fanatic. I don't joke with Igbo. Okay. I'm talking about driving cars. Igbo people have contributed to the making of cars. Okay. But when you talk about technology... the idea of driving cars? Exactly. If you talk about technology, before the Europeans, the, you call the white people, before they wore their first shirt, we've been wearing shirt. We've been making up with fabrics. Okay. The problem is that we don't want to dig deep into who we really are. And it's funny. Before the, the Oyibo came out with the concept of writing the Bible as a storyline, there was Akukifo. Mm -hmm. Before the Greeks talked about governance, we had Omoada, Omona, Ndoz, Ndinze, Igwe. They existed. If you read, there's a book, Missionary Enterprise in West Africa. If you read it, you will see the way they describe the Igbos. What is culture? When you talk about culture, driving cars is not culture. Recording the studio is not culture. Okay. Culture is defined as the totality of how a people live their life. How do you live your life? What are the norms? What are the rules and regulations guiding these people? What are the, you know, those are culture. Things that are observable. We record in the studio, we don't sing the same kind of song. We don't even use the same process to record. We do it differently than they do it. We don't, you know, you know what I mean? But when we talk about something like dressing, you know, the Igbo woman, no matter how rich, she's still going to tie two-piece wrapper. It's her culture. She can never attend a meeting of women and wear Gucci. They will ban her and find her. Okay. Do you understand? Yes. Peter Dutra living in the house. We still wear his go to go out. Mm -hmm. And if you ask him why his house is designed the way it is, you will understand that the design and the architecture of his house has nothing to do with Oyibo concept. Yes, we build with blocks. But, but before the Oyibo man learned how to make blocks, we were building with bricks. In Enugu, there are pyramids of Nsude, which are older than that of Egypt. Okay. Yes. So we 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 built we have our own architecture, which used covilinear architecture to build houses. You know, 
they were somewhere round, somewhere um, triangle shaped, you know, and all, we have our own architecture. So we have our own house building system. So driving a car, like I said, is not about, it has nothing to do with culture. You know what I'm saying? Like these are things that technology over time provided. And when you talk about technology, you cannot mention technology in today's world and you remove the evil people. Even till tomorrow, they are still contributing immensely to technology, even in the US that you stay in. Yes. So, like, exactly. There are, during the Biafran War, Igbos made things that have not been able to be recreated till today. And only the Igbo people can recreate it. Period. You know what I'm saying? So, you can't mention technology and remove the Igbo man. But the problem is that these people have, you know, so much covered our head. Like, you talk about clean of twins. Igbos never kill twins. I've asked my grandfather, he's still alive, he's 95. Mm-hmm. He said during that time, they didn't kill twins. I've gone to ask around. I've gone to Enugu. In fact, we we took it so seriously. We went to many places. The people that kill twins were the Cross River people. Okay. We have same borders with them, you know. Yes, because we they all used to be all the same before they divide. Yeah. And they called everybody Igbo yes. because they couldn't. You know, the Oibo were so lazy, mentally lazy. They couldn't even write Igbo properly. So then I asked the question. I said. How can one, do you, do you know how big Igbo land is? Then how did one woman stop the killing of twins in the whole Igbo land? Mm-hmm. Even a president cannot stop the whole Igbo people from doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. How much more a, a white woman that did not even go to the whole Igbo land? How did she stop it in uh, Calabar and stop it in, in Anambra and stop it in Imo and stop it in, you know? And then you look at the names of the Igbo people. We answer, if we answer those names that river children, how then can we kill them? Do you understand? Yes. Exactly. So the Igbos did not kill twins. Period. We've like, nobody has been able to bring a document that showed that the Igbo people killed twins. They always talk about the Cross River people, the Aqua Bomb, Aqua Cross, you know, those are the people, it was their, it was their thing. But they lumped everybody together. It's just like, even in today's Nigeria, right? Someone from Asaba is an Igbo person, but he's in Niger Delta because they divided Nigeria into what we call geographical zones. Yes. Now, when it's time to elect someone of Igbo origin, they will go to the Niger Delta and get someone and say, hey, they are all Igbos. The Biafran War was started by Western Igbos who are not in today's Igbo land. They are, they are from Asaba Delta. And that Delta is, some parts of Delta are Igbo people, but they even deny their Igboness. But they call their king Gezi or Igwe, Obi. You know, and then these people will start something. The the southeastern Igbos or the eastern Igbos will now suffer the brunt of what they start. When it's time to give something out to Igbos, you know, they will claim Igbo. When it's time to pay the price for being Igbo, they will deny their Igboness and say they are from South South. So Igbos did not kill twins. I, we are still waiting for someone to give us evidence that Igbos killed twins. Up till now, we've not gotten. So I cannot, in all honesty, accept. That Igbos kill twins. And then another thing is they're talking about driving cars and culture. No, no, no. Because we we contribute till tomorrow to the making of cars. We contribute to technology. So we have the right to drive cars. But kneeling down to propose, it's just like telling me to leave Abacha and eat pizza. I don't like pizza. We have pizza in Nigeria, right? Very good ones. But I still prefer my okwa to pizza any day, anytime. Yes. Mm-hmm. So but you do okwa eat is my pizza, store. though. You do, right? Yes. Pizza. I, I, can, I can buy pizza and give to somebody, but pizza is not my stuff. So I tested it once. I didn't I, like it. Like I did, I didn't. And you've been to a fast food too in Nigeria, right? 
of course, I go to fast foods to buy okwa and achicha and uh, abubu and fior fior. We have them in fast okay. foods. So, That's yeah, true. I go to fast food, but I buy, I still buy the Igbo stuff, you know? Yes. But also, I want to talk about, because... All right, guys, I'm sorry to put you on a cliffhanger or in a suspense on the edge of your seat. That's not my intention. I didn't want this uh, episode to be too long, so I have to cut it in two parts. Okay, guys, so hear the rest of the conversation that I had with Ocha TK. To continue it, make sure you come back on Friday. A new episode drops at 5 p.m. Central Time. Thank you, and I'll see you next episode. Bye-bye. Yeah.